in the marshlands of central Florida. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A heavy, ominous stillness falls over the swamp. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this freaky kind of day. That's right, it's a flashback freaky episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to a Friday and my freak is right next to me. Kimmy, I got one name. Hi there, I'm your host, Patrick Riley. You weigh 163 pounds. You are a very stupid fellow and not likely to succeed. Uh, well, yep, right on all those things right there. And somebody who is not like that at all, she weighs far less, and she is successful. But she's also a freaky kind of individual. She's a super freak. Yes, she is. That's that's her. That's her theme song. That is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Welcome to a Flashback Friday. Thank you very much. I bet you're quite happy because it is a what? Friday. It's the TGIF episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for making us part of your, maybe kicking off your weekend. Yeah, uh, thank you for making us part of your day. Hopefully we can be part of your day. As a matter of fact, your entire week, month, year, uh, because the show is daily. You heard right. We offer a pop culture daily talk show every single day. And I, I need to stress one other word, variety, and why not throw nostalgia in there too, type talk show. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. We are different, and please help Spread the word about the Riley and Kimmy show. I saw some recent statistics talking about older listeners to podcasts and things like that, which our show is, you know, geared specifically for all ages, meaning somebody, you know, who's eight and someone who's uh, 88 can listen to the show. But one of the problems with those who are a little bit older is aware of how they can listen to a podcast. And that's one of the major difficulties. So explain, you know, the various ways you can listen, like on a laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, any form of computing device. That's right. Tell them about the Riley and Kimmy show. Follow us on social media. It's an easy way to get uh, show updates and to find out where we will be appearing next and chances to win. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and other social media. All those links available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Being a Friday, we will be uh, focusing on something flashback on this episode of the Riley and Kim Show. I guarantee it, something worth Flashback Friday. Now, we're just a day away from a big event, right, Kimmy? That's true. Yes, a very big event. As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books, especially the ones about superheroes. Well, if you're keen on comic books, and it doesn't have to be about uh, the tights and the capes and things like that, the superheroes, it can be any type of comic book. Tomorrow is your day. It's free comic book day across the land at participating comic book stores. This is an opportunity to check out what uh, comic books are all about. Maybe you've never been to a comic book store in your life. Maybe you haven't been there in a number of years. 
Maybe you have somebody in your household who loves the latest Avengers movie or the Netflix superhero shows or, you know, those are on regular network. Maybe they love Arrow and things like that. Find out where all of this comes from. It's original source. Many, many, many rich stories available. And one of the best things, it encourages reading. You can help with reading all ages. There's something there at a comic book store for the fan of science fiction, horror, romance, drama, detective stuff. It, it's all there. Trade paperbacks, graphic novels, and another thing, a lot of statues, toys, and things that are just unique to comic book stores. You can't find them at the big box stores. It's stuff that has just been released at comic book stores. That includes apparel and things like that. Check out a comic book store. See what it's about. I highly recommend going to their Facebook pages, the comic book store in your area. Find the one that suits you, that's got a, got the event that you want to go to because they're all different. Some comic book stores will have artists in the store, local artists offering uh, sketching and prints and things. Others will have national, world-known artists signing, in some cases actually doing commission work. It's an opportunity to meet maybe some legends in your area. Others will bring in other type of celebrities, pop culture celebrities. It's your opportunity to, well, have fun in the world of nerdum. Dress up, wear that superhero shirt, wear that sci-fi shirt or whatever, or go, you know, cosplay. It doesn't have to be, you know, really intense cosplay either, just for fun. It's great to see entire families celebrating Free Comic Book Day. You can find out more about Free Comic Book Day on our website. There's a video that's been done. And you have uh, well an opportunity to see some of the creators of comic books like Billy Tushy, Dan Parent, and others talking about what Comic Book Day is to them. And and they there are some scenes and stuff of what Comic Book Day is all about. So check out Free Comic Book Day. Check out the comic book stores in your area. We have a comic book shop locator on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And you can find uh, by zip code something within a mile all the way out to 50 miles from your zip code. Now, if you happen to be in the area of Central Florida, we're going to highlight and spotlight uh, an event that's happening in Bartow, Florida. This is this is close to Tampa. If you happen to be in the Tampa area, Lakeland, Orlando, that corridor, this is very close. And it's a, a free comic book day event that's actually happening in downtown Bartow. Main Street Comics and Memorabilia is, well, hosting this. And it's your opportunity to see all kinds of people, including meeting a celebrity. Yes, the voice of Space Ghost. Good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show, George Lowe, will be there. If you untie me, I will. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy show. Uh, can you just loosen the hands up a little? For, oh, that is heaven. They will untie him starting at 10 o'clock. They bring him in like Hannibal Lecter in, uh, you know, the, the old movie. And, and <laughs> y- y- they bring him in like on a cart, uh-huh. and, you know, a dolly. They have him muzzled. And then they, they turn him loose at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And George will be there, if I understand correctly, between 10 and 2. So don't miss out on an opportunity to meet a legend, a living legend in the world of animation. Also, he is an artist. He There's a good chance, if you ask him, he might sketch something for you. You can see on our Facebook page an original George Lowe sketch. It's unique. It is quite unique. So see if he can sketch something for you or sign it if you have that pop vinyl, that Space Ghost pop vinyl. Or, hey, here's really cool. If you can get a Space Ghost uh, sketch cover, have him sketch an original for you. It, mm. it will be quite unique. He's worth meeting. Also, he does voice work as well. He's available to do uh, that first, you know, that special uh, phone greeting or message to one of your friends or enemies. Uh, he will do that. 
That's George Lowe. See him. He will be at Free Comic Book Day. That is in Bartow, downtown Bartow, right by Main Street Comics and Memorabilia, starting at 10 o'clock. Also, we want to put a, a spotlight on a very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show, and that is local artist Josh Bauer. He will be there. Now, Josh, I want to stress, is, is a painter, too. He, he has a wide range of uh, material available. Uh, beautiful work. I guarantee Josh will have a gift for graduation, Mother's Day, or Father's Day, or a birthday, or even a wedding anniversary at his table. Mm -hmm. So stop on by, meet Josh. And if you're interested in art, one of the nice things about him, he will talk about his technique and what he does, and he will give you tips and pointers. And matter of fact, he will even look at portfolios. So stop on by, say hi to Josh from the Riley and Kimmy Show. That's at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia this Saturday, starting at 10 in Bartow, Florida. It's a block party, it, yeah. It's a big block party, right, mm, Kimmy? Yes. Come in costume if you'd like or wear that special that special uh, nerd mm -hmm. pop culture t-shirt. We have more information available on our website, along with all those links we talked about. What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com I'm Patrick Riley. I'm Kimmy. We're the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. We're available for your next event in Florida. Please consider the Riley and Kimmy Show for your pop culture or nostalgia-based event. Art shows. Exhibitions. Festivals. Grand openings. Home and garden shows. Car shows. Collectible shows. Conventions. Animal and pet-related events. Let us promote your event with customized commercials and interviews. Live on-site promotions and podcasts. Please contact us on Facebook messenger all communications kept confidential hi kids space ghost here barking a happy tune with my close personal chums riley and kimmy and you are twitching and grooving with the riley and kimmy experience <laughs> wow how 60s is that pop culture escapism the riley and kimmy show <laughs> The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is a big question. Does Kimmy want to go back in time? A little flashback on Friday and play some freaky uh, pop culture trivia. What say you? Yeah. I need to warn you, the timeline has been corrupted, meaning it's not all running in chronological or linear order. It's all freaked up. Yeah, you heard right. It's all freaky. It's a freakazoid kind of uh, timeline. Feel free to help Kimmy out with answers. She believes in time travel answers, so talk to, whisper to, yell at whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show right now. It could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. The very first question we have for you, Kimmy, going to a game that you played kind of uh, as a child, an author game. Books! Books! All the books I'll need! All the books! All the books I'll ever want. All the books I want. All the books. The year is 1953. The Pulitzer Prize for Literature is awarded to this author for The Old Man and the Sea. Who is the author? Um. The Old Man and the Sea was made into a movie with Spencer Tracy. Can you tell me who wins the Pulitzer? Longfellow? 
1953. I don't know. Yes, you do. He had a home in the Key West, Jimmy. Oh, it could be it could be one of two people. Could either be Tennessee Williams or um, yeah, six toe cats, six toe cats, Kimmy. So it's not Hemingway. Yes, Ernest Hemingway. Old Man in the Sea wins him the Pulitzer Prize for Literature. I hear that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Have fun. Shout those answers out to Kimmy. She's gonna. I knew that. Yeah. Well, sure she did. Well, I know you don't know this next one. I don't, at least I don't think you do, but you should. Okay. Because it'll prove you didn't listen to any of the oldie stations I ever worked at. Now, help Kimmy out because this is a classic song. We're going to be asking her about the year is 1956. This song is recorded in Nashville, Tennessee. It would become a hit on the pop charts. Tell me who the recording artist is. Well, be She's my baby. Be I don't mean my baby. Be She's my baby. Be I that song would peak at number seven on the Billboard Pop Charts and number eight on the R&B Charts. Can you tell me who it is? Now, some would say he sounded like Elvis. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Nobody's shouting that one out no. to you, obviously. Well, that is Gene Vincent with B. Bapalula. Now, right about that time, a little bit after, a certain talk show host, personality comedian, mocked the lyrics to that song by reading them in a, well, pseudo-serious tone on his TV show. He did this in 1957. Tell me who it is. Who's making fun of that song? I have another one here, a popular song of the day, and I'm going to simply recite it for you, if I may, as a poem. Just drink in the simple beauty and the profundity of the sentiment. Be Bapalupa. She's my baby. Be Bapalupa. I don't mean maybe. She's the one that's got the beat. She's the one with flying feet. She's the one that walks around the store. She's the one that gets more and more. Bebabalooba, she's my baby. Bebabalooba, I don't mean maybe. Bebabalooba, she's my baby love, my baby love, my baby love. Can you identify who that is, 1957? Steve Allen. You're right, the host of The Tonight Show. That's Steve Allen, which is kind of interesting, too. I bet, really, he didn't like that song even more than people realize because he actually composed thousands of songs. He was a gifted musician, so I bet he was really like, this is crap. I can't believe it's... You know, big on the charts. I just, I have, I have a little feeling. Kimmy, moving back to trivia, it was on this date the first Grammy Awards happened. What year, within five years, did the first Grammys occur? Um, 1960. Well, within five, you get it. It's 1959. Now, 1959, 
the pop category does not exactly sound pop by today's standards. But let's just see how good your ear is. The best vocal performance for female goes to somebody who sang the Irving Berlin songbook. She sang a song from, well, the whole thing. She sang, you know, a bunch of his songs. This is just one we're highlighting. She wins the Grammy. Tell me who it is, Kimmy. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. Different types wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cutaway coats, perfect fits. Putting on the Ritz. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper Super duper, come let's mix Where Rockefellers walk with sticks Or umbrellas in their midst Putting on the Ritz Now, Kimmy, that's way before Taco does Putting on the Ritz in the 1980s. Can you tell me who that golden voice is? I don't know who that is. Kimmy, she's known for her commercials back in the 1970s and into the 80s. Is it live or is it? That's Ella? Yeah, yeah, that's Ella Fitzgerald. Ah. Won the Grammy for Best Vocal Performance for Female. Now, male Best Vocal Performance goes to a person who... Wins it for Catch a Falling Star. Tell me who it is. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Never let it fade away. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Save it for a rainy day. For love may come and tap you on the shoulder some starless night. Just in case you feel you want to hold her, you'll have a pocket full of starlight. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. His voice would be used to, well, well, be the inspiration for Super Sugar Bear. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? Oh. Who is it? Who wins the Grammy for Best Vocal Performance Male? Oh. Who is it? Can't bring it up. It is Perry Como. Perry Como. R&B Best Rhythm and Blues Performance goes to, well, this group. Tell me the name of the song that actually wins the Grammy. Here is your clue. Kimmy, can you tell me the song that got the Grammy? Tequila. Tequila! And who recorded that song? Uh Uh-oh. Yes. Now, Pee Wee Herman did perform it. That's not who did it there. Who? Mm -hmm. who, He did. He performed it in one of his movies, if Mm -hmm. you remember. And by the way, you can probably ask him about that at uh, upcoming Megacon in Orlando. He will be appearing. Can you tell? Kimmy's like, oh, I want to be Pee Wee. Paul Paul Rubens, that is. Can you tell me who had the hit (gasps) Tequila? Nope. See, she never listened to the oldie stations. <laughs> it is the Champs 1959 Grammy. The year is 1964. This band is formed in England. A few years later, they would record this. Tell me the name of the band. Senior citizens, 
wish they were young. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night, removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow-white, but we decide which is right and which is an illusion. Can you tell me who that is? The Moody Blues. That's right, the Moody Blues, 1964, they were formed. 1973, this group releases an album in the United Kingdom. The album reaches number one on the Billboard 200 chart in the United States, and a cement hits number one. Tell me the name of the band. Who is that? That is Wings. Uh, with uh, uh, the Paul lead. McCartney yeah, and Paul Wings. Yeah, there you go. The year is 1979. This person becomes the first woman to be elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Who is it? Yes, the Commission does want to increase its powers. Yes, it is a non-elected body, and I do not want the Commission to increase its powers against this House. So, of course, we are differing. Of course, the British conference the other day that he wanted the European Parliament to be the democratic body of the community, the Commission to be the executive, and he wanted the Council of Ministers to be the Senate. No. 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 1979, Kimmy, who becomes the first Prime Minister elected in the United Kingdom. Margaret Thatcher. That's right. The year is 1990. Angela Bowie reveals that her ex-husband David slept with a certain pop star. Who is the pop star? Uh, Mick Jagger. That's right. The year is 1992. This single is released. It would become the Billboard Country Song of the Year for 1992. Tell me who the recording artist is. is that Kimmy I don't know that's Winona moving to somewhere else on the timeline this person reaches an agreement worth 100 million dollars with Fox television that is to keep family guy and American dad on TV until 2012 making him the world's highest paid television writer who is it Kimmy Ooh. I'll give you an extra clue he hosted the 85th Academy Awards in 2013 a lot of beautiful women here tonight a lot of beautiful women. And for those of you who gave themselves the flu two weeks ago to get there, <laughs> paid off. This is the story of a man fighting to get back his woman who's been subjected to unthinkable violence, or as Chris Brown and Rihanna call it, a date movie. And how great was Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty? <laughs> Playing a woman who spends almost 12 years tracking Osama bin Laden. 12 years. The film was a triumph and also a celebration of every woman's innate ability to never, ever let anything go. How about Ben Affleck, Argo? First time I saw him with all that dark facial hair, I thought, my God, the Kardashians have finally made the jump to film. At age nine, Wabenjane Wallace is the youngest Best Actress nominee ever. To give you an idea just how young she is, it'll be 16 years before she's too old for Clooney. Of our next two presenters, at least one is honest about being a former exotic dancer. 
Please welcome Channing Tatum and Jennifer Aniston. Jimmy, can you tell me who that is? Seth MacFarland. Yeah, you, easy for you to say today. <laughs> yes, it is Seth, Seth MacFarland. Yes, that's who it is. And by the way, you can talk to George Lowe and Bartow tomorrow about Seth. He is good friends with him. You can talk to, uh, about George and uh, his work with Seth MacFarland. Moving to 2010, this actress receives the 2,407th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's known for this TV show. Can you tell me the TV show? Seinfeld. That's right. Tell me who gets the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Come on, let's go do something. I don't want to just sit around. Want to go get something to eat? I don't care. I'm not hungry. What are we going to do there? Talk? I'll go if I don't have to talk. Yeah, and when I see priests in the street, I never, ever stare at them. And yet, I'm careful not to look away. See, because I want to make the freaks feel comfortable. <laughs> you think that Putty actually believes in something? Yes. <laughs> he is lazy. Yes. He is dumb. How shall I put this? He took it out. He took it out. Hey, did you happen to speak to my friend George? Aha. Uh -huh. Well, listen, you would be wise to keep your distance from him. Oh, he's not. He's very harmful. Oh, trust me. He's a bad seed. He's a horrible seed. He's one of the worst seeds I've ever seen. Yeah, we're good friends. Who is that, Kimmy? Julia Louise Dreyfus. That's right. And by the way, that star, the original star, had her name spelled incorrectly. Get out! Yes, it was spelled incorrectly. The year is 2013, Kimmy. This author files a lawsuit against a literary agent over the copyright of To Kill a Mockingbird. Who is the author? Lee Harper. What is it? Lee Har Harper? Judges? Yes. Harper Lee. Oh, yeah. Harper they're, Lee. They're like, it's acceptable Harper that... Lee. We, Lee we, Harper. No, Harper Lee. We understand you were doing some like Dewey Decimal programming yeah, uh, thing. It. I get like a library. I get it. I totally understand. Uh, you got it right, Kimmy. <laughs> Celebrity and notable birthdays. This first person, you would not know the name, but you know his work. He is part of what I label Forgotten Hollywood. Born 1909. Howard Da Silva was born on this date. He was an American actor, director, and musical performer on stage, film, television, and radio. He was cast in dozens of productions on the New York stage, appeared in more than two dozen TV shows, and acted in more than 50 feature films. Kimmy, you do know him. He played in, a, well, a certain sci-fi fantasy show. He played the defense attorney representing the robot in the Outer Limits episode, I, Robot, 1964, Really cool scene with Leonard Nimoy and him from that episode of The Outer Limits. You care so much about people. Why did you retire from the human race? I could ask you the same question. Yeah, I just got out of town. Why did you send that girl to me? Who else do I know who could latch on to the real meaning of this incident? One thing you'll learn if you manage to live as long as I. There's always more than one man. Always more than one hope. Go on, write your story. I can't. I haven't got the finish yet. The defendant is to be destroyed, then? It is so ordered. You are not surprised, Mr. Cutler? No. It'll take a long time to change human nature. And you thought our trial might help? That's what I thought, Adam. I thought, if a robot can understand... Maybe in time, 
We mortals will catch on, too. Fantastic voice, powerful reads. That is Howard De Silva, born on this date, 1909, passed away 1986 at the age of 76. Next person, actress Gimme, born 1929. She was ranked by the American Film Institute as the third greatest female screen legend in the golden age of Hollywood. She appeared in Sabrina in 1954, The Nun Story 59, Breakfast at Tiffany's in 61, Charade in 63, My Fair Lady in 64, and you know her for a movie from 1967 called Wait Until Dark. You wait here, Mike. I'll be right back. Wait a minute. Where are you going? To the studio. To Sam's studio. That's where it is. How do you know the dolls at his studio? Gloria just told me. You know, the little girl with the groceries. She went over there to do an errand for Sam, and she saw it and, and heard it, too. It played a little tune. You sure about this? Yes, positive. If it hadn't been for that awful Sergeant Carlino hounding me, I could have told you earlier. Okay, Susie, fine. I'll go get her. Where is the studio? It's two blocks away. 78 West 8th Street. It's on the top floor, and... And the desk is in the far corner, away from the windows. It's a big old thing with roller top. You know the kind I mean, with cubby holes and pigeon holes. Yeah, I know the kind you mean. It's in the left-hand drawer, the doll. Glorious, it's... So, see, I'm going to ask you once more. This is no time for mistakes. Are you sure the little girl saw the doll there? Are you sure this is all true? I'm saving my husband's life, aren't I, Mike? She's acting with Richard Crenna in that scene. Can you tell me who it is? Audrey Hepburn. That's right. Born in the state, 1929. Now, that movie I highly recommend. It's one of those, it's just for some reason under the radar. If you get a chance to see it, either streamed. I don't know if it's on any of the major streaming services or available by DVD. Get, you know, lock on to it. I hope one of the retro TV stations run it, one of the networks uh, in the near future. Also, Alan Arkin plays a villain in it. And he reminds me of a young Bruce Willis in it. And, and it's just, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You, yes, I, I, I like that movie. Yes, and by the way, she plays somebody who is visually impaired in that movie and mm-hmm. being terrorized. Actually, Richard Crenn is a villain as well in it. But the, the, the head villain is Alan Arkin. Moving back to birthdays, this person is celebrating her 64th birthday, Kimmy. She's an actress, well, sort of. She won a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress and also for Worst New Star. Acting thing didn't exactly work out. They tried to make her a pop star. She did chart at number 36 in 1983 with this song, Tell Me Who It Is. It's called The Clapping Song from 1983. It peaked at number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100. Can you tell me who it is, Kimmy? Hmm, I cannot. Piazzadora. Oh. Uh, yeah, you remember her, right? Yeah. A very good friend of mine, a former colleague uh, up north, I will not out him. He had 
not just one, but multiple Piazzadora t-shirts with her face on the... He just was infatuated <laughs> with her. You, do you know who it is? Oh, I have an idea. Yes. And I was like, why? Because he loved... He, I remember, because we were both also spinning at clubs and dances and stuff, when that... Well, the 12-inch came out, and he's like, oh, this is just the greatest thing on earth. And I just think he was enamored with her. I, I, that's what I think it was. Next individual celebrating his 59th birthday, a country singer. He has sold over 25 million records and has won six Grammy Awards. Tell me, who's having a birthday? Last night I dug your picture out from our old dresser drawer. I set it on the table and I talked to it till four. I read some more love letters right up till the break of dawn. Yeah, I've been sitting alone, digging up bones. Digging up bones, 1988 hit number one for him. He's having a birthday. Who is it? Oh, that's kind of a cool song. Randy Travis. Yes, it's fantastic. I also recommend the box. Then we set it on the table. Carefully we opened up the top. Stared into the memory that he kept inside the box. Randy Travis celebrating number 59 today. Give me the next person, actress known for this TV show. She was on it from 1972 to 1981. Identify the TV show as soon as you can. Kimmy, I think you should be able to identify that TV show. Can you tell me it? The Waltons. That's right. It's Mary McDonough celebrating her 57th birthday. She she did some mainstream, uh, well, not really mainstream. She did some slasher films. That's right. She did one in particular in 1983. It's called Mortuary. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, she was in that film with Bill Paxton. Here's a scene with her and Linda Day George. You might remember Linda Day George from Mission Impossible. She was on it from 71 to 73. Mother. Christy, what's wrong? Somebody was following me. Who? I don't know. Someone in a black station wagon. Oh, did you see his face? No, but he was following me. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. You think I'm crazy? Christy, you have been highly imaginative since your father's accident. It was not an accident. Christy, I don't want to go through this with you again. The sheriff investigated. He found no proof, no proof whatsoever, that your father's death was anything but an accident. My father was murdered in that pool. I know it. How do you know it? Because you dreamed it? You don't care that Daddy's dead, do you? You're probably glad he's dead because of... I loved your father as much as you do, Christy. So that's why you're dating less than a month after he died? That's not true. Go. You'll be late for your date. Mary McDonough celebrating her 57th birthday. And, Kimmy, uh, check out Bill Paxton in that movie called Mortuary from 1983. It's actually, and I've, I've seen it since. I saw it when it first came out. And as I look back at it, it's like, wow, it's sort of like a made-for-TV movie. And they just threw some swear words in it to... Hmm. You know, make it you know, a theatrical release. Next individual celebrating a birthday. Tell me why he is on the famous list. That is Will Arnett. Uh, he's an actor. That's right. Celebrating number 48 today. I see dead people. 
notable deaths, famous people, celebrities who died on this date in history. This American actor-comedian died at the age of 77 in 1975. He was a leader of a certain comedy group. Tell me the name of the comedy trio. Can you tell me the name of the comedy group, Kimmy? The Three Stooges. You're right. Tell me who the leader of the Three Stooges was. What's the matter with you? You trying to burn the joint down? Listen, I'm telling you, that's no excuse. That's how guys start fires. Playing with matches and houses. You idiot, you did set that joint on fire. Go on, get some water. Hurry up. Can you tell me who that is? Mo Howard. You got it right, Kimmy. Moving somewhere else on the timeline, 2001. Bonnie Lee Bakley dies at the age of 44. She was the wife of what actor? Robert Blake. They broke her neck. And you're going to tell me who they are or I'm going to break yours. Bakley was fatally shot while sitting in Blake's parked car outside a Los Angeles area restaurant. Moving somewhere else on the timeline, 2009, this American comedian and actor dies at 75. He starred in a number of movies directed by Mel Brooks and quite a few movies with his best buddy, Burt Reynolds. Tell me who passed away on this date. Yes, I've been in New York for six weeks, and New York is really exciting because they took a lot of people that were sitting around, and they just put a rope and they got right, right, and they said, now try to live together, you know. It's really just hot times. You just, give me a hot dog. All right. Oh, hello, Mom. How are you? It's good to see you. Oh, there's my cousin. It's all just so exciting. It's just, you know. Can you tell me who that is? Dom DeLuise. Kimmy, that's fantastic. Matter of fact, I think you did a fantastic day on this Flashback Friday. And may the 4th be with you. Oh, may the 4th be with yeah, you. Yes, Kimmy's right. May the 4th be with you. And coming up tomorrow is free comic book day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we have more information about that available on our website. Also, check out some videos we have of George Lowe. We've uh, had him on camera before also josh bauer we've interviewed on camera too you can see some of his artwork you can find those on our website and facebook pages links at rileyandkimmy.com kimmy we're gonna honor something we talked about on trivia with the golden age of radio radio We mentioned just moments ago that actor Howard Da Silva was born on this date in 1909. We have a great example of his work during the golden age of radio, something he starred in called The Only Blood. Now the plot, after refusing to pay blood money to a local crime syndicate, a shoemaker becomes the target of their wrath. Angered by their misdeeds, the man hatches a plot for revenge. It's called The Only Blood. Here's our tribute to actor Howard Da Silva on The Riley and Kimmy Show. They came by the millions to America. They came wearing a rainbow of costumes and speaking a babble of tongues. Frightened by the strangeness of marvelous, mysterious America, they huddled together for security in clusters of kinfolk, landslide goombas, to begin the often slow and sometimes painful process of becoming Americans. And this is the story of one of them, a man named Anthony Boda. And it happened some 40 years ago in a large East Coast city. You're not hungry tonight, Anthony. 
Yes, I'm really very hungry. You haven't eaten a bite. I... I was thinking. Uh, About what? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, But you always tell me later. Well, this time, tell me sooner. I... Ten dollars is missing. Ten dollars? Yes. How is that possible? Well... You know, thanks to Lewis, we now have a cash register in the store. I was always opposed to it. The boy is right. It's the modern way. It's how things are done in America. But when you kept the money in a drawer, nothing was ever... When we kept the money in a drawer, we never knew. How could we tell? This way, every time you take in money, it prints on a paper. At the end of the day, the paper tells you how much money you should have. Oh. Well, then, perhaps... Perhaps what? Perhaps... The paper is wrong. Impossible. Now, what troubles me is it's always $10. What do you mean, always? Well, not only is it always $10, but it's always missing on a Friday night. I tell you, it's that machine. Oh, for the last six weeks. Could it be that Lewis... Oh, no. Your own son? Your only son? I don't know what to think. Throw out that machine. your lunch, Lewis. Oh, I promised the lady she could have her shoes at one o'clock. No, no, I'll finish for you. Go. Mama doesn't like it when anybody's late to eat. Hello, Louie. Uh, what, what, what can I do for you, Chuck? You gotta hand over a fin. Uh, listen, listen, could we talk about this later? What? Later? I'm here now. Get it up. Lewis, who is this man? What does he want? You know, Pop, it's, it's no just a No reason little... why you shouldn't introduce me to your old man. The association likes to know all its customers. What association is this, Lewis? Pop, I can explain everything later. I saw you last night, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the executive board held a meeting this morning. You know how prices are going up everywhere. Like, for instance, what are you paying for leather today? You see what I mean? So, with uh, what with your overhead and everything, we got to go from 10 to 15. But I don't have the... Louis! I want to be your pal. But you know how it is. All right. Here you are. Lewis, what are you doing? Papa, please. He's smiling, Pop. Everybody smiles today. Look at this fiver here. Even Lincoln's smiling. Shows you've done a good thing. See you next week. Same time, same station. So, this is what happens to the $10. I was hoping you wouldn't find out. You were hoping what? That maybe I can't add... Count? I used to pay for my own pocket, but lately I... uh... So, we belong to the association. For what reason? Because we have to. We have to? Everybody belongs. Every shop in the street. My son, it is quite possible that you have forgotten who you are. Let me remind you. You are not a sheep who follows. You are a man who leads. Papa, you don't understand. I understand quite well. We had these bandits in the old country, too. When several rode up to our farm, my father shot them. No, Papa, you don't understand. I understand this, my son. I didn't come to this country to live on my knees. Lori. Good afternoon, Vincent. Well, I can see. Here is a man who carries the troubles of the entire world on his shoulders. You learn something every day. What did you learn today? 
I learned that men who appear to be strong, proud, and honest are afraid to join their hands together. I will also turn you down. These are not just street hoodlums, Anthony. They work for a powerful man. An important man. A bandit chief. Perhaps. But here he is respected. He stands well with the politicians. His name is Al Carley. But how... Anthony! Certain things are the same in every country. But there is a principle. Yes. At first, I too felt bad to bathe these dogs for protection. And then there were fights. People were afraid to come in. But it's wrong. I see it as just another tax. But this time, I get what I pay for. You mean you will not fight these swine? Come, Anthony, what is it? A few dollars? It won't make you, it won't break you. I see. Well, I will fight him alone. Anthony. I must say the chicken is the finest you ever made. I wanted this to be the best supper in your life. Is that true? Why? Because it could very well be your last supper. Oh, and what does that mean? Lewis has been talking to me about the association. And what right does our Lewis have to worry his mother with business matters? Since when is a woman to be concerned? Lewis with... is frightened. Why? Anthony... There is no way in the world you can defy these thieves. This is America. Here one does not have to fear. There is a man named Al Carley. He is what is known as a boss. He is not my boss. I could never look at myself in the mirror if I bowed down to scum like that. You will pay these people. Maria, are you telling me how to run my business? You will pay these people. Never. Promise. I'll think about it. Promise. Very well, I promise. Papa? What is it? I, uh, I don't think you should be here. No? No, 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 Papa, because... Yes? Because? He'll be here any minute, and, and, well... And you would rather I did not witness the shameful transaction that will take place, huh? You don't have to be involved with it. You mean I should pretend this thing does not exist, huh? Okay, Papa, okay. It's just that you've got a short fuse, and I'm afraid one word could lead to another, and, well... I must see this with my own eyes. Besides, it's already too late. The jackal is at the door. Well, happy days to Anthony Boda and son, as the sign reads on the window. I will pay the money, Lou. Well, this is a gloomy-looking group. What's the matter? No hello? No how are you? No house tricks? Where's all this old-world courtesy I used to hear about? Now take your money and get out. Seating you, Pop. I don't like to be called Pop by a common thug. Listen, Pop. Maybe I'd better smarten you up. Chuck, he, he doesn't mean now, it. Now, you don't mean it, do you, Pop? I never spoke a word I didn't mean. Well, then. That calls for this. <laughs> I only want to teach you manners, Pop. Now, do you apologize? Or do I knock out your teeth? Louie, explain to your father what the score is. Papa, please. Louis, explain why you stand by while this animal strikes your father. <laughs> what could he do about it? He could do this. Oh. And this. 
No, Pop, Pop, don't, don't hit him again. I'll kill you. Papa, he has a gun. I see, I see. Drop it. Drop it. Drop the gun. I'll break your arm. I said to let go of the gun. What, what are we going to do now, Papa? Summon a taxi cab. We will deposit this, this refuse, this human garbage at the police station. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Boda, I'd like to talk to you in private, okay? About what, officer? Well, that's why we better talk in private. Now, this way, huh? Uh, sit down, please, Mr. Boda. Thank you. I'm Sergeant Carey. Each and every word I'm about to say to you is off the record. If you ever quote me, I'll swear I never said it. Understand? What is there to understand? Here's the situation. I'm on duty at the desk. You come in with this badly beat-up hoodlum. Ah, uh, you know he's a hoodlum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a small reputation. But that's all I know. And you say you want to press charges. By all means. We only have your word that he tried to shake you down. And the word of my son and all the shopkeepers in the neighborhood. We can have this... Suppose animal... all the neighbors dummy up. Suppose they don't want to get involved. You, an officer of the police, are you telling me I must submit to this? No, no, I'm just trying to give an honest man the same break we give a criminal. When a crook is brought in, we inform him of his rights. But I still don't see why. I must listen. Al Carly is your enemy. Not that small-time hood. Al Carly's got judges, politicians, businessmen in his hip pocket. And policemen, too? I wouldn't doubt it. Then it's time that pocket was slashed open. And those vermin were exposed to the light of day. If you bring charges, you'll have the best lawyers money can buy. Sergeant, thank you for your kindness, but we're wasting time. Okay. Do this. You say the man you brought in is the collection guy for the neighborhood? Yes. Call some of your friends. See if they'll come down and identify him. See if they'll sign affidavits. Of course they will. All it required was one man to lead the way. How can they refuse me now? Do what is required, Sergeant. Place this this animal behind bars. There is no doubt that Anthony Boda is a man of strong courage and firm convictions. But he may be just a little bit unaware of the qualifications for leadership. We will consider leaders and followers when I return shortly with Act Two. tried to shake down Anthony Boda, an immigrant shoemaker. Anthony, who believes what he has read about law and justice, promptly disarmed the thug and delivered him to the police station. Sergeant Carey, a wise, cynical, and experienced officer, is trying to explain to Anthony that things are not really the way they seem. Mr. Boda, listen. Al Carley doesn't want rough stuff for publicity if he can help it. He'll yank Chuck out of there and stick him someplace else if you'll forget the whole thing. He told you all this? I don't want you to get hurt. 
You are a man with heart, Sergeant. But it is more important for me to discover something. Discover what? If I made the right choice when I decided to come to America. Yes? You at me, butter? Who are you? I can be your best friend, uh... Your worst enemy. Mister, I like riddles, but not in the middle of a working day. What's your business here? And my name is Carly, Al Carly. You heard about me? I heard. I cannot say I like what I heard. But I like what I heard about you. Yes? What have you heard about me? Hey, tell me you're a man. And? And so you should be concerned with that little situation that happened here the other day. Why? Because it's beneath you. I will not be slapped by hoodlums. Of course not. You gave better than you got. Your honor should be satisfied. Now forget it. This matter is now in the hands of the law. Of course. But in whose hands is the law? In the hands of the man who can buy better lawyers, better witnesses. I'm not sure I understand what you want. In this case against my collector, why is scum, isn't he? Well, this case must not go to trial. Why not? You have the lawyers, the witnesses, the judges, the juries. What have you got to fear? I have read the Bible. A pity you don't take it seriously. Back then when the fight was arranged, who could have believed that David would kill Goliath, huh? Drop the charges. No. Anthony, I want to get away from this rough stuff. I got a kid, she's going to college. American society girls go to that college. This daughter of yours, she knows, of course, what her father does. It really does. I see. Anthony, I need a guy like you. To do what? What, to help me run my organization. Uh, you don't want me. Ah, plenty of guys got guts, Anthony, and plenty of guys got brains. But you're one of very few guys who got both. Why are you killing yourself in a shoe repair store, huh? You don't want me, Mr. Carley. If I ever decide to become what you are, there wouldn't be room for us both in the same organization. Do you understand me? I came here because I like to avoid bloodshed. You're a chump. You'll never know what hit you. Vincent, were the police here to see you, Vincent? Well? Yes. Someone from the, from the district attorney. I received another visitor, too. Who? This gentleman explained uh, certain facts. Facts? Yes. This gentleman explained that in order to run my business here, I need a license. You always knew that, Vincent. Yes. But he explained that when I apply to renew my license there, might be difficulties. You get your license from the government, not from these hoodlums. Uh, but you see, this gentleman is with the government. That part of the government that sees to these things. I don't believe it. I spoke with the lawyers in the district attorney's office. I believe them to be honest and sincere men. They said they would protect me. They will protect you, too. Calm, Vincent. Talk to them. I'll think about it. What's there to think about? Uh, Tony, things are not so simple. I see. 
You have already thought about it, and you have decided. Good morning, Mr. Bonham. Ah, the police sergeant. Now that you're going through with it, we'll protect you as much as we can. Thank you. No, we should thank you. You're doing something no one has done before. You're a man of courage. What chance do I do we have? It'd be better if we could have more witnesses, but maybe they'll come around. Uh, the newspapers have caught hold of it. I brought you a copy. Here, see what it says. Shoemaker defies mob. This is about me. Mm-hmm. That man who spoke to me in the police station, he was a reporter. That's right. Well, uh, we have one. No. We have to win in court. But the newspapers say the we... papers, you're today's sensation. Tomorrow, it'll be somebody else. Don't go anywhere without telling us. And we'll have a man watching the store day and night. Hello? Yeah, where you been? Well, how come I couldn't reach you all morning yet? Yeah? Well, what have you been doing? You're supposed to keep it out of the papers. It's all on the front pages. It... Listen, this case can't go to trial, you understand? Well, you figure it out. That's what you got paid for. Clowns. I'm surrounded by clowns. Oh, Daddy. Marissa, what are you... I mean, uh... Should you be in school? Yes. Something the matter? Daddy, I even have a midterm exam. When? At two o'clock. Well, it's four hours from now. I'll drive you back up there myself, no, huh? No, I, I have my car. Marissa. Look, there are stories in the papers, and and my friend said to me, oh, of course it isn't your dad. And I said, of course not. It's another alcoholic. And, well, the reason, the reason I came down here... Was to ask me... Oh, Daddy, I, I didn't know what to think. It is another alcoholic. Daddy, oh, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, Daddy, can you ever forgive me? <laughs> What's to forgive? Uh, high school. Oh, look, Daddy, would you mind terribly if I if I change my major? I've decided finally. It's sociology. I want to work with poor children. Okay, you go right ahead, baby. You do whatever you want. Oh, well, um, you know, some of us are thinking of. Renting a store or something downtown and helping kids study the core subject. Hey, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll pay the rent and buy a book. <laughs> Daddy, I, I don't know what could have possibly gotten into me. I, how could I have even thought... Forget it, Marissa, baby. Forget it. Uh, what I forgot was what I should always remember. It, it's in the Bible you bought me. Honor thy father. Hey, you better get back to school. See, Lewis. See what it says in the newspapers. Papa, I just wish I were like you. <laughs> you're my own son. You're just like me. No, no, Papa. Very few people are just like you. You were, you were born at the wrong time. What? How can a man be born at the wrong time? Ah, no, no. You should have been born when there were great kings and heroes and fighters. My son, every age needs fighters. I know I failed you, Papa. I'm, I'm frightened. Ah, 
There's nothing to be frightened of. Yes, Papa, there is. What? Everything. But I'll stand by you, Papa. I know you will. Mama. Maria, what do you have there? A package. The, the letterman brought it to the house. What kind of package? Oh, read here. Let's see. It says, uh, from the leather company. Why would the leather company send a package to the house? Here, let me see. Mm. Yes. It's from the leather company. It's their label. Must be those special strips I wanted. Papa? What is it, Luke? That package. What about the package? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, uh, it must be my imagination. <laughs> Listen, Lewis, your trouble is you live too much in your imagination. Open up the package. All right. Well, I'll go shopping. Uh, what would you like for supper? Why do you ask? <laughs> You're now a famous man. <laughs> Papa, this doesn't look like... Like what? Like the leather company package. Look out, it's a bomb. Just a moment ago, the shoe repair shop of Anthony Boda and Son was a neat, bright, cheerful establishment. A mother, a father, a son. A close-knit, loving family stood together, talking, laughing. Now the place has become a mass of twisted, smoking wreckage. And three bodies lie motionless in the ruin. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Boda was a boy in the darkness of the old country. America was a shining beacon light in the distance. Years later, with hard work and some good luck, he was able to come to America with his wife and his son. And because he believed in justice, he defied the gangsters who were trying to extort protection money. And it happened that soon after, a bomb destroyed his tiny shoe repair shop. And the beacon light that was once America for Anthony Boda is flickering faintly and about to die. Mr. Boda, they say you should be out of here in a couple of days. Yes. All of us, we... We're very sorry. Thank you, Sergeant. I know that nothing can bring back your wife and your son. Tell me, Sergeant. Why were they killed at once, while I received only scratches? But it uh, has to do with uh, the angle of forces, I suppose. No, 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 no. I mean, what reason? What plan? Why had the Lord seen fit... For that, you would have to ask a priest. I have asked the priest. And? And he said God's ways follow a mysterious design. So you see, I am no wiser than before. I'm sorry about the other thing, too. What other thing? The trial. Oh, the trial. I should say that there was no trial. It doesn't matter. The hood just disappeared. So there was no defendant. Carly must have had him taken for a ride. It doesn't matter. Oh, yes, it does. You set an example for us. You woke a lot of people up. We're after Carly now. It doesn't matter. You can't keep saying it doesn't matter. I have succeeded in unraveling the riddle myself. 
You see, I had become arrogant. I had forgotten the law of nature. The strong destroy the weak. I had seen my pictures in the newspapers. My head was turned as if I were drunk on champagne. I didn't listen to men of experience and true wisdom. Men like my friend Vincent. Pay it. It's just another tax. I've been punished. You can't talk that way. Believe me, Mr. Boda, we'll break up that mob. That will be your affair. Carly figures he can ride out this particular storm just like he rode out others, but he won't. Of course not. I intend to kill him. You can't make your own justice, Mr. Boda. But I must. That's the only justice there is. I didn't think you would ever speak to me again, Anthony. We've been friends too long, Vincent. Mm. I forgot that. I should have agreed to be a witness. Not because it was right or wrong. But because a friend asked me. Maria and Louis. I'm so sorry, Tony. They must be avenged. What are you saying? I must kill this animal. Kill him personally. This Al Carly. Tony! Tony, this kind of thing, it's not done in America. I'm sick and tired of being told what is and what is not done in America. I don't want you to get into trouble, Tony. I come to you as a friend. Will you help me? Well... The answer is yes or the answer is no. The answer is not well. The answer is yes. The hunting rifle, the one your father made. Tony. There's no better, no more accurate weapon in all the world. But what can you... It gives me two barrels, the over and the under. I need only two shots. One for Mr. Carley, the other for his bodyguard. Well, you can't walk around the streets with a rifle. No, there is no way to get him here in the city. But I have learned something. On a Friday night, he slips away. He takes the turnpike north. He drives alone, except for this bodyguard. Tony, there is a place where the road is being fixed. So one must slow down. That's where I will be in ambush. Well, the rifle. Can I talk you out of this, Tony? No. I knew that. Well, when do we go there? We. What is a friend, Tony? A friend is another gun to stand beside you. Perfect. This is perfect, Vincent. And not much traffic. Are you sure he comes here this late at night? Yes, yes. And is that... No, no. See? See how the car must practically crawl past because of the construction? This barricade gives us perfect hiding place. I put blacking on the gun barrel so it wouldn't shine in the moonlight. Thank you, Vincent. I have a score to settle with him, too, you know. Well, not as great as mine. No. That's why you may have the first two shots. After that... Listen. Is that... Yes. You're sure? Yes. I can even make out his evil face in the moonlight. Let him come just a little closer. I've got him. I've got him. Now. How could we miss? We didn't miss. He's gone. He's got away. Tony. Didn't you see? 
The shell simply bounced off. His car has a coat of armor. The glass is bulletproof. There's no way we can shoot him. There's just no way. Hello, Mr. Boda. Good evening, Sergeant Curry. I figured I'd find you here in Vincent's. You are looking for me? Mm Mm-hmm. I hear you and Vincent went hunting last night. Hunting? Yeah. You did some shooting up around Southchester. I don't know where you received your information, Sergeant. That's not the right way. By now you should know you can't gun him down. After last night, he'll build up more protection than ever. That's true. There is no way I can get to him. I'm glad you realize that before you get into a lot of trouble. But there is a way I can make him come to me. What are you saying? Yes. I can make him come to me himself. With blood in his eye. Burning with hatred. Obsessed with a desire to murder me with his own hand. Mr. Boda... And then, of course, I will have every right to kill him. Because, you see, I will be compelled to kill him in self-defense. Good evening. Well, I'm afraid school's over for the night. I'm just closing up. Uh, you have a child you want us to tutor? No. Oh, well, then, uh, what can I do for you, Mr. Um... Boda. Anthony Boda. Is the name familiar? Well, I... I don't know. I... I seem to remember seeing it somewhere, but I can't recall. Uh, what do you want, Mr. Boda? Your father... Among a thousand other crimes, killed my wife and son. What? What are you saying? You know what I'm saying. But you... You must be mad. I'll call the police. call the police. But why? I've done nothing wrong. I have merely stated a fact. Look, you... you Get out of here. Will that change the fact? My father, he's good, he's kind, he's... He's the most decent man in the world. How does your father earn his money? Huh? Where is his factory? What goods does he handle? In what does he trade? I'm a shoemaker. I smell of leather. Your father, he smells of death because his business is death. I, I, I don't know what you're talking. Were you about to say you don't know, you don't wish to know? You read, you think? Oh, get out of here. Get out, get out! Good evening, Miss Carley. I asked you about the man in the papers. You said it was another Al Carly. Marissa, what are you trying to... Don't lie to me, Daddy. Don't lie to me. Yeah, but... But it was another Al Carly. Don't lie to me, please. Uh... It's bad enough I... I have to lie to myself. It was another Al Carly. Now listen, please, listen. There are two Al Carlys. One is your dad. The other is somebody who does what he has to do. The only thing he knows how to do. I never saw it before. I suppose I never wanted to see it, but... A man named Anthony Boda, just a shoemaker. 
opened my eyes. And I can never close them again. Boda? Did you say Boda? Anthony Boda. I have never seen such dignity. I was a fool. I should have made sure of him before. But I'll kill him with my own two hands. his heart out. Benji, can't you get more speed out of this heat? Come on, faster! This is State Trooper. Lose him! Look out, look out! That idiot up ahead is turning! He's, he's, look out! Mr. Boda. Yes. Ah, the sergeant. I've been looking for you. Hop in. You heard the news? I heard the news. He was coming after you. I knew he would. But I've been robbed. I will not have my revenge. He's dead. Uh, no. The radio said he cannot live. So you see, there is no justice for me. And do you know why he can't live? He needs blood. He can buy all the blood he needs. No, he can't. Why not? Because he, uh... It so happens he has a very rare type of blood. And he needs a transfusion from someone who has that same type. Only someone with that same blood can save him. Surprising. I thought his blood would be as base and as common as sewage. We do know of a donor. The hospital has a record of someone with the exact same blood type. Why tell me? Because you are the blood type. I... I me? I have the same blood as that swine? Yes, Mr. Bonham. The only person we know of. How was this fact made known? Well, when you and your wife and son were brought to the hospital, naturally your blood was typed. One of the lab technicians happened to remember. Well, that's the blood Carly needs. Or you'll die before tonight. You... You expect me to give my blood to the murderer of my wife and my son? You expect me to keep this animal alive? Mr. Boda... Oh, oh, I prayed that I would kill this monster. I thought my prayers would never be answered, but they were. They were. I now hold his life in my hands. So you see, Sergeant, this is justice. No, that's not justice. It's revenge. Let the law deal with him. You may drive me to the hospital, but he'll never see one drop of my blood. And why do you want to go to the hospital? To look in his eye, to laugh in his face. To let him know who has conquered. Carly. Al Carly, can you hear me? Yes. Do you know who I am? Yes. Do you know why I'm here? To torture me. I was in this hospital... You killed my wife, my son, 
I swore I would kill you with my own hands. Murder. Murder, please. Please, don't let me die. What? What what do you say? Please. You beg me, your enemy, your sworn enemy, for your life? Please. Please. Let me live. This... This is what makes us tremble? This is who owns judges, lawyers, politicians? This is what we fear? You cowardly animal! Can't you even die decently? Mr. Boda! Mr. Boda, you came! I knew you would come! You see, Daddy? I told you! Mr. Boda is a man! Does the doctor know? Have they been told to prepare for the transfusion? The transfusion? That's... That's why you came, isn't it? To, to give Daddy the blood? Daddy said you would never do it. Daddy said you would drain every drop of blood from your own body and die first before you... Shh, shh, shh. A young girl should not talk like that in front of her father. Now, now you must say no more. Carly. Al Carly, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I... Al Carly, you are very close to eternity. Speak the truth. For the very first time in your life, the truth. Look into my eyes, Al Carly, and tell me. Tell me. If it were the other way and I lay dying, would you give me your blood? Answer. And remember, God is listening. The truth, Al Carly... Would you give me your blood? Would you? No. Daddy. This is between your father and me. You would not give me your blood, Alcali? No. No. Then this is the difference between us. I will give you mine. Carly recovered. He stood trial. His empire collapsed like a towering castle of sand when the high tide sweeps up on the beach. Al Carly will not be around for a while. Ninety-nine years to be exact. But when his daughter needs advice and comfort, she visits with Anthony Boda. They're good for each other. Each makes up for something the other has lost. I'll be back shortly. The Anthony Bodas, the Al Carleys, each brought the same blood to the melting pot of America. But the melting pot is a crucible where men, like steel, may either be hardened or destroyed. Our cast included Howard Da Silva, Ken Harvey, Robert Dryden, Bryna Rayburn, and Jack Grimes. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website 
at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.